Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Dungeon Dads podcast. We're doing something a little different with this week's bonus episode and presenting to you the first episode of Mountain City Mayhem. Mountain City Mayhem is a totally new campaign set in the city of Monterre and DM'd by me, Sam Frank. Check out the link to our Patreon page in the show notes to see how to get access to future episodes. But for now, get ready for some Mountain City Mayhem. A traveler from down the Breen will gape at Grand Monterre, that mountain filled with riches, just suspended in the air. But neath the lords and their fine fur cloaks, the stones will show no pity. Beware, my son, of black Monterre's mayhem. There's mayhem to see. Welcome to Mountain City Mayhem, the first premium campaign of the Dungeon Dads podcast. Woohoo! Oh, here we go! <laughs> I know here you guys go have been very excited about this. Oh. Yes, this is With true. me, as always, for the first time is John Watson. Hello, everybody. Tom Blaylock. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it going? And Tim Carr. Why, hello there. Uh, so if you've been following us on social, you've seen some of the previews for this campaign. You may have some ideas of what it's about, but um, we are going to dive right in and then catch up later. So uh, <laughs> we open on the city of Monterre, uh, north of the Breen Valley. Uh, picture a, a giant mountain with a giant city slapped right on top of it. Uh, sort of alpine architecture almost like a Swiss village if it was the size of a major metropolitan area. Uh, it starts at the base of the mountain, goes up the side of the mountain, and then disappears up into the clouds, you know, beyond which you can't see. Uh, so we are, we are descending from the clouds uh, through a light snow onto a lit city street at night. There are um, magical street lights, globes, putting a white light down on the street. And uh, we are in the Mickelberg, which is, I would say, sort of a, a middle class area of the city, uh, by which it's, I mean, minor nobles and, and uh, great craftsmen would be here. Maybe not uh, royalty or, or major nobles, but this is a nice part of town. If you looked down the mountain, you could see the white lights going down the mountain. And then as the, uh, the land flattens out, it gradually transitions to orange torch lights down in the poorer areas of the city. Uh, but uh, we, we see two, two figures knocking on a, uh, the door of a four-story townhouse, stone townhouse, urgently. And uh, Lord, Lord Van Etten comes to the door and it's unusual that he would come himself. Normally, this would be a valet or a butler doing this, but clearly he's uh, out of sorts. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Oh, thank God you've arrived. And who, who does he see standing in front of him? Well, he sees uh, Milo Twinning, who is a, a very tan-looking halfling. Um, he is in uh, a, kind of a kind of a trench coat, uh, looks 
you know, he's got a button down shirt that's a little bit opened. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> he's got, you know, his hair. How hairy is his chest? <laughs> his chest is super hairy. <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> but uh, he's got his hair slicked back a little bit, um, tied into a, a little uh, man bun into the back. And then the rest of it kind of comes down behind his shoulders. Um, and uh, and but but, you know, definitely looking very professional. Well, let's be fair. When he opens a door, he does not see the halfling who is about two feet high. He sees this six foot two, six foot three, super, super skinny, slightly dark skinned uh, man with uh, really short hair. Um, the defining feature on his face is um, he he clearly has a, a large hole which has recently not not that recently about a year healed up so it's very it's a really bad scar on his face that hasn't totally closed up so there's a little bit of a a little bit of a whistle sometimes when he talks um and uh and he's the one he sees and and he's wearing a yellow robe uh, that is a bit like a magician's robe, but he has on top of that just uh, the 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 breastplate from uh, from studded leather, just the breast the breast the breast part of it. Maybe a cauldron on the left, on the a pauldron on the on the left shoulder, and a cauldron on the right. A cauldron on the right, <laughs> and actually on his on his on his right, he there's like uh, a little bit of like bird shit, which has like. Uh, like fallen down on the side um and and that's and and there's claw marks on there also and that's from his uh his 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 bird friend his bird friend (laughs) okay and uh you know if you guys listen to the uh session zero that we're going to post here i think after this episode you'll notice that um these our players are members of a crew uh and part of my original assignment was to plan for them to plan something. So I'm going to have them lead the way on some of this. Um, so uh, for instance, Lord Van Etten says, uh, quick gentlemen, the trouble is this way. The trouble is this way. Where, uh, where is the trouble? Um, it is coming from the basement. Uh, quickly, gentlemen, the trouble is in the basement. Follow me. And I'm sure Van Etten also has wet, uh, pants or pantaloons or shoes also from the slight <laughs> flood that has been going on uh, down there for the last couple of days. Okay. So uh, you, you, you quickly follow. And, and as you're heading down to the cellar, you also pick up Lady Van Etten, who is eyeing you maybe a little more skeptically than her husband. Um, and uh, they, he, Madam. he ushers you to the cellar and you can see there are servants in various places in the house all running around like they've got something to be doing, but it's not exactly clear what it is that they are actually doing. Uh, pardon me, sir or miss, um, if before we get down to the basement, uh, could you please give me a bowl? Uh, g- quick, quick, Anders, a bowl, a bowl. And he, uh, a valet runs in from the kitchen and, and hands you uh, like a, it's, looks almost like an ashtray <laughs> I, I, I will, suppose will this uh, be sufficient sir uh, let me um, confer with my Milo my Milo, Milo bigger Milo bigger it's bigger, be bigger it, it's man. Got, it's got it's be Cook. bigger it's got to be bigger bring quickly us, now bring quickly bowl, bring us a bowl it, it comes in with a giant wooden well it looked like it would be like a salad bowl and wood very expensive in Montana <laughs> very rare very expensive brings you this large wooden bowl 
Milo's perfect. M- Milo's like holding it. He could be like barely. He's like got his arms fully wrapped around it. <laughs> Gentlemen, why do we speak of bowls? The trouble is in the cellar. Quickly follow me. All right, all right. Let's go. Let's go. Lead the way. Sorry. He he leads you to the cellar. He throws open the door, and and what does he see laid out before him? There's just There's a, like an, a mess you know, of things, kind of everywhere, and it, random basement articles that they thought weren't there. Covers that was on old furniture pulled aside, occasionally just lifting up and getting thrown through the air. Um, old pots and pans clinking off of shelves, just randomly getting knocked down. And and and, and throughout the basement, um, everywhere things are happening. Uh, the floor remains dry and there's a couple of inches uh, of water everywhere else, but in a sort of a sort of a, a, a circle, a, a short cylinder of about two inches high and six feet wide, uh, six feet radius that just keeps going around the room. <laughs> um, All right, uh, before before we continue, I'm going to need some water in this bowl, water in this bowl. Uh, yes, that shouldn't be a problem. There's water everywhere. <laughs> Dip some water. Uh, Master Twinning, I am I, so... Uh, it was divine providence that uh, that I met you only a week ago, and now I'm having this problem. I, I know I was skeptical when we first talked, but things have been getting worse. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, it, it is no problem at all. I, I could I could sense the aura around you. Um, I've been uh, investigating uh, some uh, some paranormal activity in the area and uh so i I saw the aura around you i thought maybe something might happen so i'm glad that you've contacted us i've brought my uh exorcist with me and we are about to handle this problem for you uh and then there's a a voice from the top of the stairs yes divine providence indeed (laughs) lady van etten uh not not quite having it yet uh the lady milo um I'm 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 worried about the lady. Um, perhaps she should come downstairs with us. Uh, miss, Miss, could you join us, please? And ruin my slippers. You can take the slippers off. No problem. Just please come down and join us. And we- show you my ankles. What what men have you brought into our house, husband? <laughs> then just come stand on the stairs. We really need everyone down here P- in please, order for this to love. work. Please, it is very important. If he says it is important, it must be important. Please come stand stand near the water. She comes down. She rolls her eyes and puts her hand out so her husband can hold it as she, she descends to the, the next to last stair. As this happens, there's a, a, a rack full of jars of spices and sort of pickled foods and stuff. And one of them sort of floats and then gets tossed right toward the Van Ettens. And I jump I in the way that. and I catch it. I catch it. I catch it. Um, <laughs> using my lightning fast uh, uh, reflexes. Oh, 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 boy. Uh, this this specter's starting to get a little uh, a little feisty. Uh, but we're all right. We, we, haven't, uh, we haven't heard any cackling yet. So we're all right. And then I minor illusion, minor illusion some cackling. <laughs> oh, dear Arles, preserve us. <laughs> uh, my, Milo... I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm worried the lady might be the one who's actually being haunted here. Oh, oh, uh, all right. Um, Do you smell her? Let me hold on. I um, oh, 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 my lady, this 
there's something there's something that the ghost is very attracted to you right now. You you've you've you are giving off some form of energy. Uh, I'm going to stand close to you to make sure that nothing happens to you, all right? Uh roll a deception check for me. Alright. From both of us. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. You, just you. Just Milo. Just Milo. All right, here we go. Here we Please, go. God, just Milo. <laughs> All right. Uh... And tell me you took expertise and deception. Tell oh, me. Oh, most definitely. Uh... <laughs> that, that was that's a... going to be a natural 20. That's a oh, natural the first 20. roll. First, yeah. first roll of Mountain first City. First roll of Mountain City Mayhem. I think, I think this is a good omen that the first roll of Mountain City Mayhem was a natural 20 deception check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we are about to own this. So you, you see, now here's the thing. You know, she is not won over, but you can see she sort of, she picks her dress up, the shoulder of her dress and sniffs at it a little bit. Like, like hi. Hey. I, I can't smell anything. Yeah, that's what specters do. Can you smell anything at all? Madam? Well, uh, now I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, this is what happens. Madam, I promise you, I promise you, we will get your sense of smell back when this is all said and done. <laughs> and then you, and you can see she, she grips her husband's hand a little bit tighter. Yeah. Sam, what okay. are these? What are these stairs like? Is there, are are they solid backed? Are they they're carved into the mountain? I assume. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, stone stairs going. So down. the Venettons are basically blocked off to the rest of the room. There's no way to get behind them, right? Uh right. Okay. Yeah, no, no easy way to get behind them. Right. Okay. I'm standing next to her and kind of waving my hands and and as he does that. I, I shape the water and I start to have these like like these tiny little uh, like children's footsteps like going through the water. Um, my darling, uh, my darling, look! And a few and, more jars and, go flying. A pan rattles. I'm minor, I'm minor illusioning, minor illusioning some uh, child laughter. <laughs> oh God, Milo, Milo, did anyone die in this basement? Milo, do you know? It's. It feels like. It feels like children, were here, maybe got locked in, were treated oh very God. poorly. Oh, maybe. that is horrible. Did you did did you build this house or was was it purchased? We we purchased it from the the De Beckers ten years ago. And as they say that name, a whole shelf just falls over. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Oh jeez, uh, Milo, Milo, we gotta get this thing started. Do you, do you, do you feel more than one child, Milo? Do you feel more than one child in this room? And I have like I shape the water to sort of like have more foot footsteps all throughout the uh, the the room. It feels it feels like three. Shit, Milo, you're you're a small guy. Do you are you gonna be able to hold them? I I, I will I will do my best for you, sir. Uh, all right. Is anyone else in this room a, a medium of some kind? Someone who has some experience with the undead or specters? Anyone here? Uh, uh, no. Sor- Lord Lord Vanetten, I, I I am getting a very strong feeling from you, Lord Lord Vanetten. I I I have a sense 
that maybe you have seen a ghost sometime in your life at some point before now. Well, yes, I I have been seeing strange things and spectral visions this entire past two weeks. Uh, you must be you must be someone who is uh, closer to the to the weave than 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 others. Uh, Lord Van Etten, would you sit next my darling, to Milo? I want to go back upstairs. No, be strong, be strong, my little fun waffle. <laughs> <laughs> we promise we need we need everyone down here. We need everyone down here. Okay. Um, all right. Let's do the bowl, Milo. Are you are you sure you're ready? I'm ready. We need everyone who's close to the weave to be touching the bowl. Uh, Lord Vanetten, I need you touching the bowl. Uh, he, Lady Vanetten, have you seen? Have you seen the specters? I, I don't know what I've seen. Uh, maybe, maybe you shouldn't touch the bowl. Then stay, stay behind your husband. Hold your husband's shoulders. She holds his shoulders, and he reaches out a trembling hand, and then grasps the bowl. Okay. Right. So All as right. they're holding the bowl, it starts to get tugged on from a place where there's no hand. Oh, that they can see oh. kind of like a Ouija board just moving around just little tremors getting pushed oh. different directions from underneath from below there's definite right. power there's definite power here it's a lot of power okay alright children if you can hear me please stop playing your games children listen to me <laughs> bull shark shaking even faster <laughs> children Children, this game cannot go on. You've played your game long enough, children. More water in the bowl. All, all, all right. We put more, and I and I spit in the bowl. Lord Van Etten, I need you to spit in the bowl as well. My, my, my mouth is so dry. Just just spit, just spit, just something, pull something out. And and I, I sort of wait for something to happen and nothing nothing happens in the water. I say, Lady Vanette, and I'm I'm sorry, Lady. I, I would norm, I would never ask someone of your of your stature to do this, but would you would you mind spitting in the bowl? Alright, and so when her spit gets in there, um I change the color of the water from black to go to black dark dark black like ink and then to dark red like blood oh oh dear milo what is it and the shaking stops what milo, is happening it's, it's, it's the lady van etten oh lady lady you're being haunted this is the specter is here for you these specters they're here for you the energy that you're giving off, it's something that speaks to them, but maybe they, perhaps they uh, were treated poorly by a, a, a matriarchal figure in their past, but they've zeroed in on you. Lady Van Etten, where are your own children, Lady Van Etten? Uh, uh, grown and moved away. Would, would, would any of them have... If they would, if if I was to ask them, with you not around, would they say you were a kind woman? She gives you a a withering look. Uh, <laughs> Kindness is not an essential trait of a mother. I I I understand. I understand. I think that 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 might be what the specters are holding on to now. All right. 
Everyone put your hands in the water. All right, I put my hand in. No. Lord, Lord yeah, Van Etten puts his hand in. He gives Lady Van Etten a look. She reluctantly sticks a finger in. All right, we're beginning the process. With our hands here, we're going to connect with the spirits. And we're going to attempt to draw them in. Stop your playing in this room, children. There's splashes in the water. They get more intense. They get even more intense. There's splashes. And I cast my mage hand. And uh, and I, I I reach for one of the bottles of of spices that weren't broken, and uh, as I'm chanting, I dump it out onto the into the bowl, and and as it does so, three small figures appear in the water and start to dance uh, uh, in the in the bowl as uh, as like shaped water figures. Look! 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 My God! Concentrate now. Stay focused. Lady Van Etten, Lady Van Etten. Oh, Milo, she, you know what she needs to put in. Get her to do it. Lady Van Etten. I need you to take the most prized ring. Put it in the bowl. Something you feel very connected to. Nothing gold, nothing silver, nothing truly precious. Only something that you care about. As all, she looks at her rings. She's confused. They're all either silver or gold. She doesn't know what to do. Just something that's. It doesn't matter the value. It doesn't matter the value to to the world. Just the value to you, lady. Reluctantly, she works her wedding ring off of her skinny, bony finger and drops it into the bowl. And the water freezes over. And everything sort of stops for a second. Milo, could that be it? I'm not sure. Too much energy. That just can't be it. I, 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 it. it. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) Something on the far side of the basement starts shaking, just rattling. Another shelf just starts vibrating. Okay. All right. So I, I, I remelt the water. The water is back to being black, and and I, I. I call out. I say, "Spirit, enter Milo." All right, hold the bowl. Enter me now, spirit. You cannot remain in this house while we are here. We compel you. The gods compel you. The cleric compels you. Enter me now. And then Milo gets shoved over. <laughs> <laughs> I lay on the ground and I just lay frozen, eyes staring straight up to the ceiling. I freeze the bowl again. Are you Milo? <laughs> I am 
the collective. What is the collective? Who are you? Why have you chosen to haunt this fair lady and her kind, generous, smart husband? We were murdered in this very basement. And our souls seek vengeance. Is there some piece of your body still stuck in this room? We have locks of hair in the corner cabinet. I run over to the corner cabinet. And I, minor illusion, a like clump of hair in my hand. And I, I take it back over to the water. Is this it? I, I recoil. Look at it, spirit. I recoil. Uh, and I, I put it toward him again and again. <gasps> and and I, I say, Lord Vanetten, do you have fire of some kind that we can set, set this on? And some the, way of making fire. And the spring fire, quickly. And then the ballot. No. Comes no. down with shaking, shaking hands, and and has a uh, a candle. This is going to get very serious before it gets better. Expect what was it everything. Before? Expect everything in this room to be shattered. Listen, I'm going to do my best to control them, but when the fire starts to burn, cover your face. And I set fire to it, and and it burns in my hand. And as this happens, you see other pieces of glass just get shattered. It looks like something's going through them in order if you could slow it down, but it just looks like just energy. And my body is convulsing and I minor illusion a number of voices wailing. And I drop a, I drop a sleep bomb on the whole damn room. Did you okay. say you drop a sleep bomb on the whole damn room? <laughs> I drop a sleep bomb on the whole damn room. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to roll 5d8 for that, right? I what am. I'm going to roll it right now. <laughs> Wait, how many people are in the room? <laughs> we got well, a lot of people, right? It's you three and the two Van Ettens and now Anders the Valet. Okay. Here we go, fellas. <laughs> 24 hit 24 points. uh that is enough to get uh uh lord and lady van edden but not the valet okay um um and uh so they they fall out right mm-hmm. and uh the, and anders catches the lady as she falls anders go upstairs and and, and we need a a cup of bula do you, do you have bula here it's a it's a, it's it's a Lake Shirey and uh, uh, caffeinated beverage. I, I I believe one of the chambermaids drinks it. I I shall find some forthwith. Go 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 go. I'm I'm laid um, out too because uh, I'm one of the ones that touched the bowl with them. So I I, I make it look like the three of us who touched the bowl yeah. are laid out. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, he takes well he, he's like I, I I will need help with the Lord. He's carrying the lady. He she's uh, he's out cold. Yeah, just leave him here. Just go get the bula right now. Okay. So um, he uh, he takes the lady back up into the the sitting room and and disappears for a minute. Tarbuck, 
get the fuck out. Okay. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Wet footprints go yeah. up the stairs. No, no. I shape water. I dry them off entirely. Okay. Um, and uh, Anders returns returns for the Lord. They're, they're bringing the bulla. Here, help, help me with him. Help me. Yeah. I, I help him with all of my seven strength. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at this part. Sorry, Anders. <laughs> Um, we take him up to the sitting so, room. So we're we're up into the sitting room, and and the the Lord and Lady are both coming back around. Oh, we did dude, uh, did we leave me in the basement? No, no, you you, I carried you up. Okay. Oh, you. Right. By that I mean I I, I shook <laughs> no, you yeah. awake. He shook me. I shook you awake. Shake, shake him awake. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. not carrying anybody. <laughs> I'm not even carrying this bowl of water. That's you're barely black carrying blood. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Okay, so we get up in the sitting room. They come. Is, is it? Is it done? Well, they're 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 trapped in this bowl for now. Um, we don't have all of our equipment, sir. Uh, we we need to burn everything that's in this bowl. But thankfully, I think I think that your wife's ring might make it through the the burning, and we're going to do our very best. That that is all I can ask. You have you have done me a great service. And, Go ahead. No, you. No, you first. Well, uh, and I, I, I go to Milo and I say, Milo, you know I have mouths to feed. I, I, I can't do this for you again for free. Oh, oh, Anders, of course, of course. Bring, bring the purse. Bring the purse. And he brings uh, a, a purse of looks like a very fat purse, and he counts out forty gold. He says, I, "I believe forty gold was the agreed upon price." And he he gives it to Milo. He's like, "And here is another ten. Your your services were exemplary." Uh, uh, thank you. You're, you're so you're so very kind. You're so very kind. Um, I, I cannot tell you what divine providence it was that brought you to me. Uh, we're, I, we're just happy that we were here when you needed us. Yes. Uh, and everyone sort of stands around awkwardly, not knowing what yeah. to say next. And I, I reach over and grab the bulla, and I drown, I down the whole damn thing. Um, and uh, I say, we will send, we will send our person with whatever remains of the ring back to you uh, as soon as we are done with it. Very good, very good. I'm afraid the bowl will not make it. It is a shame. It was a, a beautiful device, but uh, a small price to pay for peace of mind. Well, we 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 thank you for uh, we thank you for all of your help in this matter. Uh, we are glad that we were able to help, but we do need to get to to the rest of this quickly. So, if you don't mind, uh, please show us the door, and we will. Um, Take care of this. For, take care of the rest of this for you. Yes, yes. Anders will show you out. The the valid, and he's sort of uh, you know helping his wife. She's coming back around, um, and and as you uh, leave the door, there's you, suddenly Lady Van Etten is at the door, and she has another small purse, and she uh, <laughs> she she presses it into your hand, Milo, and looks you directly at, in the eye. She says, "This is another forty gold." To never return to this house. <laughs> Understood. And I back away. I give her a bow, and just back off. 
and we head out. All right. And yeah. so you guys I, walk off. I call, this... I call to Deirdre. I say, Deirdre, to me. And and this beautiful uh, brown <laughs> owl flies down from the top of the Venetian estate. She's got uh, white wingtips and she lands on my shoulder. Excellent. Uh, and you, you walk off into the snowy night. Eliminate, illuminated only by the uh, the white street lights that are spaced out every half a block or so. Um, eventually, a uh, a hulking dwarf, <laughs> if such a thing exists. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that all of a sudden, just appearing out of nowhere in lockstep with these guys, yeah, is, uh, is sort of a reservoir dog. Yeah, kind yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> just just walking alongside as if they knew he was there. And I and I hand him immediately the heavy bowl that I've been carrying. It's yep. hurting I, my back. And I take it like I take it like it's nothing. Spin it on one finger before you put it in your pack. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So um uh tell us a little bit about Tarbuck. Uh so he is uh he is a, a red headed beard in about middle age, so he's got some gray running through his hair. He's taken that gray and braided it separately and sort of hangs it alongside the braids and his beard he's uh just muscly clearly just a, a has lived a working man's life um has a bit of a beer belly and uh yeah just strong as an ox okay and and about uh, halfway between the two other guys as far as height goes in height yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um and uh Darbin, what is your passive perception? 17, baby. 17. Boop, 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 boop. (laughs) This is what he does. (laughs) Okay. And uh, so you guys know that the first thing that you have to do now that this job is completed, and for those of you who might not have picked up on it a little bit, obviously this is something you guys have been planning for several weeks. Uh, planting yourselves as fixtures in the local bar to make contacts, uh, coming up with minor hauntings to gradually raise the stakes on the Van Ettens. Um, But the first thing you have to do tonight is to go pay your 20% guild cut to the Monteran Thieves Guild. So uh, you actually have a contact down at the Tunneler's Folly. His name is Dirty Bert. Uh, and it's one of those like ironic names because he is known for being the closest thing the underworld has to a square dealer uh you know if dirty bert says it's going to be done it's done uh so you know sort of like calling a big guy tiny um yeah he's just filthy all the time though (laughs) (laughs) actually immaculate weirdly um uh but as you are walking down these you know there's and there's not a soul on the street it's the first big snowfall of winter the streets are deserted um you see in front of you a, there is a manhole cover in the middle of the street montaire has an extensive sewer system and it pops up and slides off and uh john let's see milo can you give me a perception check as well oh boy here we go uh that'll be an 18 okay 
So uh, this skinny little guy uh, crawls up out of the manhole and he's about, eh, it's, it's still about 40 feet in front of you. Uh, and he goes, well, isn't uh, twinning and thinnest the tricky fellows? <laughs> would this be, would this be Dirty Bird? Who is this? No, this is not <laughs> someone, this is not someone you recognize. Uh, and uh, he says, uh, says, uh, you, you're going to have to pay your guild cut. It's 30% to the Thieves Guild of Montaire. I'm sorry, I always understood that was 20%. Who the hell are you? Maybe 20% for the Monteran Thieves Guild. We're from the Thieves Guild of Monterre. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. They're trying to shake us down. Hey, I tell you what. You can uh, come with us back to Tunneler's Folly and take it up with uh, Dirty Bert. This is a dirty Bert job. Toss it on the ground. The Thieves Guild of Monterre runs these streets. Which street is this again? Oh, we know the understreets and the overstreets. The overstreet society rejects us, and so we reject society. Give me my gold. And he, you hear the sound of like bones crunching. Oh, God. And he, re, his body reconfigures. It almost, it gets bigger and bigger and his his jaw elongates almost like it's breaking itself and reforming and suddenly there's a a rat man standing oh, in front of you and because you guys each aced your perception checks uh you also hear the one that is creeping up behind you as this one is talking <laughs> boys why do uh, these never go as well as you tell me they're going to go Fellas, fellas, let's just pay him. Let's just pay him. And I, I reach into my, into my pocket, and uh, I into my my pocket that's full of shells from uh, from Little Finger Lake. And uh, I look at Milo and Tarbuck to make sure they know what I'm doing. Okay, right, fellas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And I, uh, I, if you want to pay him, I was looking for some action. And I, I blow, I blow on my. Uh, on my hand with my with my three shells in it and I say the incantation for magic stone and I I I pivot on my back foot and I toss a stone as hard as I can at the guy who's coming up from behind us. All right, I'll let you get that one shot off. All right. Uh and then we'll be in initiative. All right. Mm. So here's the question for you. Because I've done this, um am I going to get my sneak attack on this guy cuz he wasn't expecting it? He was certainly expecting something. He was creeping up on you. Okay. I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, here's what I'll give you. I'll either give you a sneak attack at whatever your turn is in the turn order, if we roll initiative, or I'll give you a free shot right now. I'll take a free shot right now. Okay. All right. And an eight. <laughs> that is not going to hit. Kill them. <laughs> okay. Kill them. And we're in initiative. <laughs> All right. All right. That is a ooh, 19 for the were rats. Yikes. Okay, that's no good. <laughs> I got All right. a 15, a 5 for Tarbuck. Okay. And I got a 15 for, for, for Darby. 
And uh, I guess I got to do one for uh, Deirdre too. And that's a five. So you've got one who is about 40 feet in front of you and the other one is about 20 feet behind you. Um, And the one that is 40 feet in front is going to uh, uh, run 30 feet towards you and, uh, and hold up. He's going to ready in action. The one coming from behind is going to go straight at Tarbuck. Oh, and attack that's mighty you, kind of you, rat. <laughs> and attack you with his short sword. 18. Is an 18 an, hit. An 18 does hit. Uh, <clears throat> and that was a lot of dice for a short sword. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, had, right. I, had to, uh, I had to unleash them. That's four piercing. All right. And he's going to attack again. Oh, yuck. Oh, dude. Dude has multi-attack. That's a 23. That's better than an 18, so that will also hit. And that is... just want to remind Milo. Five piercing. You do have cutting words, my man. Uh, yes, that is true. Uh, that's uh, all right. You're, you good? I'm fine. Yep. All right, that's that's where we're at. Darbin. Love the taste of blood. <laughs> all right, so so am I, am I now sort of engaged with this guy yeah all three of you are sort of in, i mean you're all in kind of one big clump okay okay um uh so uh i am going to uh disengage from this guy and i'm gonna move 30 feet uh toward the direction that he came from so okay. that uh so that i am further away from the guy that's 10 feet away from you now so you're still 40 yeah. feet away from him okay yep yep and uh um i'm going to uh ready an action to throw my second shell at the guy on tarbuck when deirdre does her flyby help action uh on on her turn so when deirdre swoops toward the uh the the were rat that's that's engaged with um okay uh, so, I'm gonna, so I'm you're readying an action my... with the owl doing something as a trigger so the yes. owl is gonna do the help action yep. now here's what i don't i i tim you may know as <laughs> as the authority on a lot of this stuff can you deliver the help action to a player character that is not within five feet of you Oh, I think we have to look that up. I don't know the answer. Oh, man. I think so. I think the flyby can. Now, I know she can deliver the help action and then move away. I think she's delivering the help action to you to help attack this guy. So You you can aid a friendly creature. That's right. You can aid a friendly creature in attacking a creature within five feet of you. So that's if you're helping. Oh, okay. So that's so that so if the owl. Oh, okay. All right. So okay. so if we change this to say owl, so the owl can aid a friendly creature in attacking a creature within five it. feet of the owl. The owl mm-hmm. will distract or in faint or another way. Yeah. So okay. that should work. Okay. I'm I I I'll I'll allow it because it okay. appears to be the rules. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and now she also has flyby right, so she does that's not right. provoke opportunity attacks for dive bombing. That's right. Okay. Milo. Uh, all right. So um, Milo is, I guess, beside Tarbuck, uh, sees him get attacked. Um, he's going to position Tarbuck in between. Uh, Tarbuck's going to be in between Milo and the were rats. And he's going to slap 
Tarbuck on the button say, I need a hero. And he's going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, and John playing a bard already paying off. Oh, thank God. <laughs> he's going to cast heroism on him. Um, and he's going to give Tarbuck. Uh, it says uh, that you are immune to being frightened and uh, you gain temporary hit points equal to my spell casting modifier. So I guess uh, my, my spell attack bonus is five. So I'm guessing he gets five hit points. Gets five hit points. Five Great. temporary hit points. Five temporary hit points. So, uh, so and there you go. From being frightened. Yeah, and, and and they regenerate every turn. Every turn they regenerate. All right. So you are you are now feeling like a badass, and then I'm gonna move. Uh, I'm gonna move away from Tar. If I move backwards, but uh, away from Tarbuck, is there another were rat that way? We're sandwiched. Are you One. like moving? Yeah, you're sort of sandwiched. Are you gonna move towards? Darbin or towards there's one that's 10 feet away from you the other direction uh i'm gonna move towards Darbin. okay now you will take an opportunity attack so there is which one's on me the it's one on that me, just attacks tarbuck enough. yeah but what well, even if i put tarbuck in between my myself yeah, and the were you're gonna ha- yeah because you're gonna have to run past that were at to get to where Darbin went darbin's on the other side of that okay so at. never mind i'm running i'm gonna run in so we're sandwiched i'm gonna run away from uh, I'm going to run kind of like, if if they're north south I'm going to run east. You're still if you're still within 5 feet though you'd still be prone to So yeah, they're like they're like still, right on top of us. You're still going to take it. Yeah, you're yeah. still going to take the it. opportunity to attack. These um, are crafty little buggers. Okay, and uh that's fine. I'll just take it. Go ahead. Okay. Let's see. 8. Oh, miss. Does that hit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right and he's used his reaction thank god <laughs> right <laughs> and uh owl deirdre offer me the help action okay and you're, you're i'm gonna, gonna take your shot i'm gonna take my shot oh wow 20 <laughs> natural 20 <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, sneak attack. Yep, double yeah. sneak attack. So uh, it's going to be... Let me get it. I got to get a lot of dice, fellas. <laughs> this oh, is boy. about to be crazy. All right, 7, 4, 11, plus 13, 24 damage. <laughs> 24 damage. 24. So, so I will say that that, that strike... Um, not only does it hit, it just sort of blows through his shoulder, right? And opens oh. this big hole. Um, so not only that, but he is also like surprised, surprised yeah. and, and scared to be hurt. He was not expecting yeah. it. <laughs> 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 he's a, he's a, he's a corn Bobby. If I ever saw one. All right. Tarbuck. So he's still alive, huh? He's still alive. Okay. B- barely. Black blood is leaking out to the snow. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Well, I will. Uh, I have a, a great sword on me, and I will uh, whack at the one that attacked me. Okay. And that will be an eighteen. Eighteen will hit. Oh, okay. Nice. So uh, now the way oh, the great sword great works sword. 
Yeah, it's 2d6 plus 3, so extra dice. And I have fighting style Great Weapon Master, so if I roll a 1 or a 2, I can re-roll the 1 or the 2. So let's see what happens. It's going to be extra math in this podcast. Uh, no 1s or 2s. That is a 14 damage. Oh, So the, the sword sort of comes in at his neck, goes down like almost to his belly button and you pull it out and no blood comes out and the wound seals up just as fast as you cut it. And the, the rat looks like that was a little more like what it was expecting. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> and then he hits you with his short sword. Oh man. Or tries my, to. Let's see my, the rolls. Where'd my D20 go? <laughs> Guys, where did my D20 go? I took it, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so this is the one that's that's on you. 22? That'll hit. All right, I, yeah. uh, I look at that and I say, Oh, you call that a hit? You hit like a fucking grandmother. And I uh, do cutting those words. Those are your cutting words. Those yeah, are cut, cutting, words. cutting words. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, so I use a bardic inspiration. Is that a, what's that, a D6? What's that? It's a D6 for a third level, yeah. So I take five off of that. Oh, 17, oh. does that 17. still hit? Uh, 17 does still hit, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, god damn. <laughs> oh, no. Ah. All right, I just so knew. I just should have saved it for an 18. Yeah, five, five piercing. All right, that'll take my temporary hit points away. And those and come back at the beginning of my turn, right? Yeah, attack yeah. number two. Uh, that is a 13. A 13 will not hit, um, okay. but I am going to use a Battlemaster maneuver. I'm going to use one of my superiority dice uh, to repost. Uh, so I use my reaction and expend one superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against the creature. So I will um, take the die. I have four of those. And I will roll for the attack. 22. That's a hit. <laughs> okay, and then I get to add to the hit. I get to add that die. So seven plus seven plus six. And I actually had a one in there, so I will re-roll the one. And it becomes a two. So it becomes eight plus six. So 14 damage. Wow. So you just like slice open his belly and it's like slicing through silly putty. There's just it, nothing comes out. And then it, mull, it comes back together as soon as your sword passes through. And now he's laughing. <laughs> and his friend is going to run at Milo. He thinks he thinks he's got you you tied up, so uh, he's going to run over to Milo. But if he was ten feet away from you before, and even if he went thirty feet directly perpendicular, uh, even if he let's just say you angled away a little bit, he's not going to quite make it to you. Okay, right? He's he's going to be, um, but he'll use his dash and he's going to make it all the way there, but not take an action. Okay. All right, Darbin. Okay, so give me a word picture. So now there are the four of them are now clumped together. Is that right? No, they are. There, there are two groups of two, about thirty feet apart. 
Um, okay. D uh, Milo and the healthier wear rat are on the side of the street, and um, uh, Tarbuck and the grievously injured wear rat are in the middle of the street. Okay. Um, then I am going to. Uh, I want this guy off of Milo. Um, Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, I mean, you got the heroism and you're like a big, strong fighter guy. So, so here's what I want to do. I want to, um, I want to angle myself so that I can, uh, uh, I'm going to cast uh, thorn whip, but for me, it's tentacle whip. Mm -hmm. And I want to grab this were rat and I'm going to pull him toward Tarbuck. And so what I'd like to do is just to give him that 10-foot space. So if I grab him... Mm, I don't think it works that way. He's got to come towards you. No, no, no. So I, I'm going to move. I'm gonna oh, move. you're going to move. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, gotcha. Yeah, I'm going I'm, I'm to move around the battlefield in a way that will that will angle me. Can I get into a position where where I get him five, 10, you know, like if I hit him, the, the thorn whip is going to pull him 10 feet toward me. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I just want to put, I want to have Tarbuck and his rat between me and the other rat. Is that possible? No, because they are 30 feet apart. Oh, from each other, from each other. Right. Okay. And what's your range on thorn whip, right? Isn't it? 30 it's, it is, like uh, it's 60. No, it's yeah, it's 30. It's 30 feet. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm going to do exactly the same thing as I did last time and I'm going to I'm going to um at the one on Tarbuck uh, or the one on Milo? At the one on Tarbuck. Okay. So Deirdre is going to go in for the the swooping help and I'm mm -hmm. going to And you will get advantage on that attack which also gives you your sneak attack. Sneak attack. Yep. Yeah. All right. He's also engaged. So you would get sneak attack anyway. But right. you wouldn't get advantage. But but I would miss. <laughs> but I, would miss. I, I just I just know I would miss. <laughs> All right. All right, Milo. Ah uh, okay. Uh this guy has run up on me. I'm concentrating on the heroism so that Tarbuck can do some stuff. Um I can still concentrate on a spell and disengage, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna disengage um, Which and, would be your action? Yeah, and head back toward um, Darbin. Okay. And and you know as you're uh, you're running away, the whereat looks like he wants to take a bite at you, and the the other one injured one says, "No, no, he's not worthy. Don't bite him. He's not worthy." <laughs> oh, damn. Only maybe this one. And he points over at Darbin. He looks like society has rejected him. <laughs> <laughs> he could be one of us. All right, that's my All that's right. my turn. Okay, that's Deirdre swooping in. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So you make your in. make your attack, and roll? I'm gonna I'm gonna make my attack roll. Here we go. Now this is your last shell, right? Yeah, this is my well. It's my third shell. Yeah. So you would have to cast again to get. I'll have to cast it again. It's a bonus action cast, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-four. Um, twenty-four hits. All right. So it's gonna be. Sorry, let me get these dice out for this hit. Um, seven, fifteen. So 15 that, damage. That shell 
just blows through his neck. And he, he uh. goes, and falls over. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and I say, I say, uh, oh man, I need a good tagline. I'm going to say, um, uh, so lovely was the loneliness of the wild lake. And the, <laughs> the, the other where rat goes, Steven, no. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Steve, my brother in law alone. What the hell, man? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, Steven. Right. Tarbuck. Uh, okay, Tarbuck will. Uh, so this see. guy just—he was—he was menacing you. Your sword was still kind of stuck in him, and then his neck just blows out and he falls over. I'm just gonna assume he slid off the sword. Yeah. Uh, and then I will run over to the other one and be like, "Your turn, pretty boy." And I will take the uh, great sword and swing it at him. That is a twenty-one. Um, so I'm going to use another superiority hit. die, uh, and I'm going to do a distracting strike, uh, which will confer advantage on the next attacker's attack roll and add some damage to mine. So let's roll these dice. All right, so through 2d6 for the sword, plus one for that, and I will re-roll that too. And that turns into a three. So that turns into nine. No, it, I'm sorry. It turns into a five. Looking at the wrong one. So it is a, a three plus three. So six plus five is 11. Ooh. And would you would you tell us where to hit him with, when you're I distracting think, strike? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these, these guys are... And for are, the soft parts. <laughs> they're, they're wearing uh, leather armor. And while your, your sword again cleaves into his side and sort of gets stuck there and comes out with nothing there's now a big fat hole in the armor there where you, you cleave through All the right. great sword's not working man <laughs> uh, shut up and at him change tactics <laughs> so the were rat uh, the, the other one Kyle he uh, <laughs> he Runs straight to his friend. He's gonna. Do you want to? You want to take a uh, absolutely attack of opportunity? Yes, I do. All right, let's do let's lots of math again. Uh, so I swing and a twelve. Twelve hits. All right. Wow. <laughs> All right. So let's roll these. Also, well, actually, you should roll it again because you gave yourself advantage on the next attack roll. Oh, that's true. I guess I did. Uh All right. So I'll roll it again. Just in case. Uh, nope, a twelve is better than an eleven. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So you you want to roll your damage? Yep. <laughs> this son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> a two and a one. Can I reroll both of these things? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you have to keep it. No matter yeah, yeah, what yeah. It is, right. Yeah. All right. So I'll keep. I'll roll both of them again. Uh, Thirteen. Way better Whoa. than the six. Wow. So you slash him up. Maybe the I've back. learned. Maybe I've learned and go for a limb. And you like briefly see his spine before the wound Ugh. again closes up over it and he just keeps oh. running. Yeah, oh, um, these guys are nasty. Yeah, right. He runs to his friend and uh, and picks him up and throws him over his shoulder and says, 
and that's going to be his action. He goes, I, I, I reject you just like I reject society. And then he, <laughs> he starts making for the manhole cover. How far does he have to get to the manhole cover? 30, 40 feet. 40, 40 feet. feet. Okay. Can he dash with this guy on his shoulder? He can, but he, ha- he can't dash this turn because he had to use his action to pick him up. All right. Somebody grapple that guy. <laughs> oh, it's me. In, it's me. Still it's your turn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's still your turn, Darbin. I can't. I can't grapple him. Um, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my. <laughs> no, you uh, can't. <laughs> I absolutely can't grapple this guy. Um, uh, oh man, I I, I want to take the extra ten feet. But if he's just forty feet away from the thing, it's gonna be fifty feet, and he'll be able to get to the manhole cover. So, um, you can uh, move in twenty. Oh. Um, I can only move him ten. With my uh, with no, my I mean you could move in if you know right. he's looking for the manhole cover. Oh, I could go and just defend the manhole cover, or close some of the distance. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna. The manhole oh, cover is oh, sixty uh, feet from me. Minor note thing: I cannot give myself advantage with distracting strike. Not that it mattered for the dice roll, but just so. you Oh, know. so I'll I'll get it this time. Yeah, then. it says other than okay. me in the rules. All right, so um, so screw it then. I'm gonna take it on this turn. I'm gonna bonus action cast my uh, uh, magic stone on three more three more. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it on acorns this time. So I'm gonna pull from my <laughs> other pouch uh, three acorns. And I'm gonna blow on them, and I'm gonna toss the first one uh, uh, at at the guy with the, the dude on his back. Um, all right, here we go. Sixteen. Oh, now, wait a second. You don't have advantage. I do. Yeah, I he do does. Because because the battle master ability. Oh, because the battle master. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, sixteen's gonna hit. Okay, and so let me get these uh, dice ready to go. Uh, okay, um, ten. All right, it, it, you you wing him pretty good. He, ah, God! Oh, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> and uh, and I'm gonna I'm going to spend my action running uh, or moving uh, toward toward him. So okay. I'm gonna get. And I, I'd like to. I'd like to uh, just. I'm gonna get as close to the manhole covers I can get. No, no, stop it! Stop it! Stop! Stop! Don't run! Stay there! Okay, I stop. I stop. All right. And uh, so, how far? How far away are they now? Darbin is at the north point, with um, with me, uh, Milo, and yeah. you're at the west point, and these guys are in the center. Tarbuck's at the west. I said you're, and I pointed to Tim. Tarbuck's at the west point. <laughs> it helps on the video screen when you point. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, yeah. So Tarbuck's 30 feet to the west. Darbin and Milo are 30 feet to the north. And this guy is running south. And he's, got about, south. Four, and he's got about 40 feet to get to the uh, manhole cover. Okay, all right. Uh, I just, uh, I, I tell uh, Darbin, I, I, oh, stop, stop, stop. And I just uh, yell out, Thunderstruck! Hmm. And I cast uh, Shatter on the guy. <laughs> Oh, level two. Brutal. Uh, 17 damage, DC 13. DC 13 <laughs> con save? Um, Shatters the con save. I thought it was a dex. Is it con? Yeah, it's con. Con save. He does not save. Ooh. 
So he takes 17? 17. Okay. It's like, it's just like Jonas, except smaller and less fiery. <laughs> so his... <laughs> Big surprise, he likes blasting. <laughs> so his... <laughs> Same guys. Different so, characters. Different so this character. where uh, his, like his ears are bleeding, his nose is bleeding, but then the body that he was carrying just disintegrates. And he goes, oh. Steven, no! <laughs> oh, Steven's gone. <laughs> All right, but he's still Deirdre. up and running. Yeah, he's still up and running. Um, so uh, Deirdre is <laughs> Deirdre's gonna fly over to. Um, oh man, I wonder if Deirdre can stop him from getting in the uh, manhole. Um, he's got to lift the manhole cover, no? Yeah. So no, he so, li- he lifted it off when he came up. Oh, that's right. Um, he's and just how high, how heavy is it? Is it less than five pounds? No, it is not less than five pounds. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, so Deirdre is going to take the. Um, no, Deirdre is just going to like fly up and see, just get the lay of the land. Okay. So you see, um, you know, snowy street in all directions. Although you see, uh, like two streets over, there appear to be some men massing, and you can see there are a couple of people are like looking out their windows, looking at the fight on the street. Like it's, you're starting to draw some attention. Okay. All right. Cool. She's just gonna fly around up there. Okay. All right, Tarbuck. Uh, he is still thirty feet away from me. Yes. Yes. So you're at the west point. Right. They're at the middle point. Yeah. Right. And then he went and he's 30 running feet from, south. Yeah, he went 30 feet from me to go back to get Steven's body. Right. Uh, so I Which will is run now over. A pile of gore in his yeah. hands. <laughs> I will run over and I'm going to grapple him. Yes. Nice. Uh, remind me how we do this. I have not done this with my. It's an athletics, it's an athletics check. check. It's okay. contested athletics or acrobatics. And John, get ready with those. Uh, those um, cutting words, baby. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, well, I've got... That's fine. I've got... Uh, athletics is one of my proficiencies. So I will roll it. Uh, 20. Okay. okay. Cumulative. And he can go with acrobatics or athletics. <laughs> he does not make it at seven, so he's grabbed. Wow. Oh, I love oh, it. Oh, he's all yours, boys. Have at him. <laughs> so Kyle, he's he he's he looks down surprised to be not running anymore. Um, how how tall is this gonna... wear rat? Because this is going to be visually hilarious potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's he's about five feet tall. All right. So I so he's got a foot on me, but yeah. I've probably you know, but I've got him pinned basically. So I'm yeah, behind. You're like I imagine I'm his in... knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're burly okay but oh, yeah. uh so here comes here comes the short sword 18 uh 18 will hit oh, oh. i say uh oh, uh, oh yes. what, what was that what was that that was fucking pathetic what kind of sword is that your husband buy it for you <laughs> and, I, and i do i do uh, and if words. so that's fine not that there's <laughs> yes. anything wrong with that yeah i don't have a husband i reject all of human emotion <laughs> so I do my relationships are for normies. 
Oh, God. I'm sorry, too. <laughs> okay. That's three piercing. All right, that's fine. And he's, gonna hit you, and he's gonna hit you again. 13? Does not hit. Okay. Uh, and now I'll I'll leave it at that for now. Alright. Alright, so I'm gonna move uh I don't want to have Tarbuck between me and the and the where at. Like I don't want to hit Tarbuck. That's gonna be so, very difficult because he is grappling him. Yeah, so I am going to uh um, that's that's screw it. I mean, Tarbuck can handle it. He's got those those temp hit points that keep going up, right? You're you're, you're using those temp hit points, yeah, still, of right? course. <laughs> All right, so so I'm gonna <laughs> duh. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna move. You only rules, got five rules. Yep. Rules as written. They give, they come back at the beginning of my turn. Yeah, oh, every they turn. Do. Yeah, oh, yeah. Damn. yeah they do. Five hit points every turn. It's yeah, a great. It's, like it's a great spell. Yeah. yeah, so Aren't good. They? Um, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna move my thirty feet. I, I need to keep these guys at a distance from me still because I don't want to have any attacks of opportunity. I got two more acorns, and I'm going to say, Deirdre, like sweep, swipe the face. So I'm going to get her to give me the help action again, and uh, on her turn, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to have advantage and disadvantage, so I'll just have a regular old strike. Why would you have disadvantage? Uh, oh no, I won't. I won't. He's just gonna be. Half, he's gonna have half cover. I'm gonna give him half cover. So that's what is yeah. that plus four a two two a two. Well, they were they were north. I guess yeah. I guess half cover makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm still. You guys are tussling. Right. Like, yeah. I'm gonna give him half cover. Yeah, it's plus two. Okay, uh, Milo. Uh, I walk up to them while they're tussling and I say, "Oh, I, I got to say, you two wear mice. This was a pathetic shakedown. I I don't even know what you were thinking." And I cast Vicious Mockery. <laughs> <laughs> Which is three psychic damage. <laughs> and this guy's he's in a bad state. He goes, no, no, Steven, no. <laughs> and I just, I just stand there. I just stand there shaking my head. All right. Okay. Okay. And, uh, uh, that's Deirdre. All right, so she goes in, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him with my acorn right here. Let me get, let me roll this baby. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right, and that, uh, that's gonna hit. Let me get all my dice out. Oh, this big bag of dice. Oh, I'm like a thief. <laughs> um, it's fifteen again. And he. Just blows right through him that that acorn, and uh, he looks down at the tiny little hole it made. He goes, "In the city, there are always more rats." (laughs) 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 All right, he's dead, right? He's dead. So you guys are sitting there with. uh, and now you can hear some. There's some some bells digging, uh, and there you've got your tarbuck is just covered in gore. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, but there's uh, the, the the other two of you are are still relatively clean. 
So I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to search for any, any, any goods. I'm assuming they got nothing though. No. And actually now your hands smell really bad too. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to try to get my, my acorns I can only and imagine shells mine are the same. Yeah. I'm gonna it's try just to find like sewer my... and gore and wet animal all mixed together. Ugh. They're oh. really gross. Oh, I wish I had prestidigitation, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I chose in wise unwisely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you said there were bells ringing. Do we, we do we know what that's about again? Uh, it's it's so, people are summoning City Watch. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because because we because you guys are fighting in the middle of a street in a nice yeah. neighborhood. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to make sure but, it wasn't coming from the sewer where no. <laughs> more rats are being alerted. Okay. Let's get back to the folly, fellas. Right. We got to get back to the folly. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, should we leave this body here or should we just dump it back in the sewer from whence it dump, came? Dump it back in the sewer, man. Just, Do your best. I'll just kind of drag it over as best as I can, probably with one arm because he's probably not really that heavy, even though he's taller than me. <laughs> just a sack of bones and just jump him, drop him in the alley, slide the manhole cover back on. Okay. And you guys are hightailing it out of there? Yeah, we yep. take off. Yep. All right, give me give me just straight up D20. From who? For all three of you. Oh. Okay. And this is, uh, all you got to do is get a, get a um, five or better, better than a five. Uh, okay. This is just to see if anybody looking out their windows gets a decent description of you. 15 for Tarbuck. 17 for uh for darbin and a five for milo okay so so in the mickleberg now there may be there may be now this isn't like wanted posters going up or anything but there may be some rumors of a uh a halfling uh matching your general description who was involved in a in a fight on the street okay let's go toughy <laughs> Just great. Just great. <laughs> now, again, you know, not not enough for the city watch to be chasing you down, but enough yeah, yeah. that um if you meet somebody else from this neighborhood in the future, they may uh they may cast it look at you twice. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. All right. Building a little bit of a rip. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> uh so you guys are approaching the tunneler's folly named after uh, so obviously Montero's a mountain mining is the big industry here, and there's sort of a urban legend folk tale that somewhere in the center of the mountain is some there's a magical treasure, and whatever that thing is varies from story to story, but it's something awesome that is not only awesome in itself, but is also the source for all of the wealth in the mountain. So you know there's kind of a never-ending supply of precious ores and gems coming out of this mountain and comparatively little on the mountains around, which is why there aren't big mining operations in cities on all the other mountains as well. I'm going so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get that. I just want to let everybody know <laughs> that my uh, my octopus god, Ihai Uhayon, is, uh, get, is getting that magical treasure from the middle of a 
thing. So I will say you are not the first person to think that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and every, you know, obviously there are stories about all sorts of expeditions to the center, attempting to tunnel to the center of the mountain. Um, and probably it doesn't happen that often anymore, but maybe once every seven or eight years, somebody, you know, thinks they figured out the way to do it this time. And it yeah. always ends in tragedy, people don't return, holes collapse, et cetera, et cetera. So the, uh, the, the painting on the sign for the Tunneler's Folly is just a, a, a big collapsed pile of rubble with a with an arm sticking out of it straight up like a flag <laughs> i look over at tarbuck uh, and i say tarbuck that could be you <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a big i mean it's two stories it's and it's this is a giant place this is not your little neighborhood tavern this is like um uh you know, it's it's almost it's not an entire city block in itself, but it takes up the whole you know corner of this intersection. And we're by the way, we're out of Mickelberg. We're down not quite on flat ground, but near flat ground now. This would be sort of down near Gate Town. Um, and uh, Tunneler's Folly is known as the kind of home base bar for the Stonecutters Guild. So this is the most powerful guild in Montaire. Uh, because they control all of the miners and all of the uh, masons. So they they dig into the mountain and then they build stuff with the stone. And those two activities comprise a huge chunk of just the activity that goes on in Montaire. Um, the guilds are each controlled by a noble family. So, you know, you sort of have the guild hierarchy and there's a guild master, uh, but then there's a noble family that is the patron of that guild. So the Marode family is the uh, patron of the Stonecutters Guild, and they are a very powerful family as a result. Stonecutters Guild, but you, so, you know, there's this weird push-pull where the Stonecutters Guild is a very po powerful guild, but they are still a tier below the nobility. Right. They they still. Um, um, so they run things to a certain extent, you know, within their purview, they can decide who gets contracts and who doesn't. But uh, they also essentially have to do what the Marode family says. And and does the Marode family and the and the uh, the Stonecutters Guild, they both understand that relationship like well, or do the Stonecutters think that they're cut above the Marodes? But they just sort of, you know, sort of like a, a master sergeant in the Marine Corps is like, you know, anyone who's under a colonel is a piece of shit, like that sort of thing. Yeah. No, I don't know exactly what you're saying, but I will say this. <laughs> um, they certainly know that they are better and more powerful than the other guilds and they can throw their weight around with anyone except basically major nobility. Okay. And... And if Marode says, give this guy a contract, they have to give that guy a contract. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Right. Okay, yep. So yep. so Marode uses this to curry political favors, to pay back debts. You know, they can use it as their own, you know, as a, a source of their own personal enrichment. Um, but generally speaking, don't get involved in the day-to-day. -day. Okay. And um, to... I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, 
all of these relationships are in a bit of turmoil right now because you know this was kind of under the old Silchavind order um, and now that Reinhold Erlington has uh, taken control of the city, no one's really exactly sure where anybody stands and if all of these old hierarchies and if all of these old allegiances still hold. And and do they know that Milo and I were involved in the Battle of the Bands? Do the do the does, is that like common knowledge? Uh, I would say not common knowledge. Okay, okay, but that's that, I mean, you that's tell how, me, is it common knowledge? Well, that's yeah. that's how we got our citizenship, and so I'm I'm imagining that like um, who whoever we had to get like whoever we had to like when we came in th- through the gates when we were getting set up, our 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 citizenship is new. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you trade on that experience? Um, when it's profitable, sure. You know, that if you, it, it, would you claim to be a veteran of the Battle of the Bands if you felt like it would get you in good with people or just as a general rule because you think it will have people reflect positively on you? you you asking me. Yeah. So I, so I think, um, I, you know, Darbin is kind of pissed off that things aren't going way better for mm-hmm. him since he got here because he sort of joined that thing for like to, to become a like venerated citizen of Monterre. Mm-hmm. So I think I think maybe he's probably run into a few times where people are like, who cares, man? So you like fought in a losing battle, like mm-hmm. supporting a, you know, dimwit king. Uh, who who cares? So maybe he's he's more maybe more careful about that now than he used to be. Yeah. Okay. So and I think so, I think Milo's I think Milo's just kind of he's hiding out. He had to be in a new place. He was in mm-hmm. he was in Lakeshire. He fought in the battle and had to get out of Lakeshire as a result. Yeah. So 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 not I'm gonna say not common knowledge, but anyone who bothers to look into your histories even a little bit, that's the first thing they're gonna find. They're gonna find yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Um, any other quick questions about Tunneler's Folly or the Stonecutters Guild? Oh, and I will just say this is this is also known just as a place where business gets done, right? Um, so it's sort of a cross between like like a union bar and uh, you, you know I don't say the nightclub in Scarface, but like you know people know this is where you come to do a deal as well. I mean, that's what I was going to ask: is is Dirty Bert? Is this a meeting yeah, place? Yeah, so this for, is where you're going to meet Dirty yeah. Bird. Yeah. And uh, not only that, he sort of has a regular booth that you know to go to. And you guys kind of have a regular booth, yeah. you know, that that you're known to, uh, to camp out in. But you go in, the place is gigantic. You know, again, two stories. There's kind of a balcony row on the second story with stairs going up and then just tables, you know, long tables on the first story. I would say conservatively, there's 300, 350 people in here tonight. Um, you know, it's it's a bustling night. Um, all, all stone. Everything's made out of stone. The benches are stone. Walls are stone. Um, roof slate. Right. There's the very little in the way of wooden architecture once you kind of come down off the mountain. Uh, so you're going to go find Dirty Bert? We'll go find him. Tarbuck, you into this? You want to uh, talk to Bert? Uh, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll join you. Okay. 
Uh, so Dirty Bert, he's uh, he's sitting at his table. He, you know, again, he's got a kind of a booth in the corner, um, nursing a drink by himself. Uh, you guys kind of approach. There are a couple of guys sort of stationed near-ish by where they don't really look like they're guarding him, but they are definitely kind of guarding him. And he motions you guys over and they, you know, go back to their drinks as well. Uh, and he's like, uh, you sit down in the booth with him. All right, so let's go sit down with this guy. Okay, so uh, Dirty Bert <laughs> motions you guys over to uh, to sit in the booth with him. Uh, Birdie? Dirty Birdie? Boy, how's tricks? Heard you guys uh, uh, had a good night tonight. Oh, it was a good one. This one was a good one. Yeah, the uh, the opera tickets you gave us were in a much better section than we had <laughs> previously anticipated. So this is this is Thieves Can't. We've got a talk. This is Thieves in, Can't. We've got a talk yeah. in. Uh, I'm glad the uh, the tickets were uh, to your liking. Well, the tickets were very good all the way up to intermission, and then two fucking wear rats came into our, <laughs> into our booth. <laughs> <laughs> They're a dirty breed, Birdie. Goddamn Thieves Guild of Montaire. I don't know yeah. what we're going to do about those guys. They're, they've only been a nuisance up until now, but they've been more of a nuisance lately. Yeah, well, um, I mean, we handle them no problem. But, uh, but you should know that the house by the ballet is... Um, it's off limits. It's a no go. Well, that's that's no surprise. Boy, you guys do put in a lot of work for the coin you you get from it. Uh, don't don't let anybody ever tell you you didn't earn that. God damn. Yeah. Well, so we have one ticket left. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing you, you you want it back, yeah. Yeah, passing on over. Uh, yeah, no. believe it or not, that was such a show. Word of it reached me before you fellas did. What are you talking about, opera? <laughs> yep, yep, Tarbuck, it's the opera. The, the opera. Uh, <laughs> Why would you want the ticket after the show? And what? What show are you on about anyway? It, 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 you know what? You know what, Tarbuck? Uh, I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> Look at him, so great at pretending like he doesn't know what's going on. Hey, we hang out with him for a reason. Here you are. Yep. Eighteen so- gold, twenty percent. So uh, as as you're sliding the gold over, you hear a, a little bit of a commotion at the door. Not like an angry commotion, just like an excited commotion. And, um, you know, sort of a crowd of people forms around. And you see cutting through the ca- crowd is, uh, is Githrin Stonecutter. She is the uh, master of the, the, of the uh, Stonecutter's Guild. So she is... You know, essentially runs the most powerful, more or less, union in Montaire, but is also known to have extensive underworld connections. She's basically like Montaire's Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't know. She gives off a little bit of like a uh, a Margot Martindale vibe. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, opera? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't so get that reference at all. In, she comes in. Uh, hey, how you fellas doing? Hey, oh, good to see you. Good to see you. She's just shaking hands. Everybody's super psyched to see her. She is just, uh, 
she's a hero to, you know, 75% of the people in this bar. She's stopping by every table. She buys a round of drinks for that one. She slaps a guy on the back. Um, and uh, you notice two things. One, all dwarves in Montaire, Montaire and dwarves have southern accents. <laughs> and two that she is slowly but surely uh, uh, making her way over to the table where you guys are sitting uh, and as she approaches hey, Bert we'll, we'll get out of here Bert we'll, 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 we'll get out of your hair nope, man nope. Uh, and he, he gets up and leaves as she slides into the booth across from you guys he goes she says well, as I live and breathe, if it isn't Darbin Thinnest and Milo Twinning and Tarbuck Holdership, just the fellas I was looking to see. Oh, really? Uh, what can we do for you, love? Honored. Oh, lady. I just, you, you know, you guys are relatively new in town. I know you've been working, looking, looking for opportunities any way you can. You've been a real good friend to people who are real good friends to me so i just wanted to come over and say hello and uh, introduce myself personally and get to know you guys a little bit better uh, uh milo t- tell me a little bit about yourself how'd you how'd you come to be here in montaire uh well uh i was um a business owner back in lake shire and uh ran into a bit of trouble and about all of the bands need to get out of town. So I made my way up north. And what what was the name of your business again? Oh, oh, oh. I uh, because I, I, I was trying to name it after um, the uh, my family's uh, 20, 20 Peaks. Um, the 20 Peaks. Oh, 20 Peaks. That's <laughs> that right. Was, 20 that, was peaks. The fa- that was the family's whiskey, the 20 Peaks whiskey. So I, I, called, I, called mine, uh, the, I called my bar The Summit. Okay. The summit. Oh yeah, That's and so cute. so Githrin says, "Oh yeah, the the summit. I heard from folks that was a real nice place. I was I was real sorry to hear what happened to it. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, it was definitely the best of times, but um, put it behind me. Dar- and Darbin Thinnest, we don't see too many fellas of your uh, stature walking around this city. Good to uh, good to see you here. What what brings you to Montaire? What, why'd you?" Just- Come up here all the way from the Breen. Well, I, I I figured it was time to move on to something different. I was uh I was I was working in the in in the lake down there and I I figured I'd learned everything I could learn from them and I wanted to learn something from you all. Huh. But all this uh this this ghost hunting, this busting ghosts you guys do, is that something you learned down in the lake too? <laughs> um, I I want to do an insight check on her. Um, it, does she, is she genuinely interested in us, or does she already know everything about us? <laughs> Go ahead, roll your insight check. Okay. All right. All right. It's a D twenty. I got plus five on this. Um, how's an eight? How's an eight treat you? <laughs> You get the feeling looking at her like, uh, I mean, she's being perfectly friendly, perfectly nice, 
there's no way you'd know which questions she knows the answers to already and which ones she doesn't. I see. But you definitely get the feeling that you're being tested. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm. It's. I want it out. And um, and uh, I saw an opportunity with uh, with the Silhavines. So I I took it. And. And, and uh, this big hunk of man over here. Oh, Tarbuck Holder Shack. Falling on some hard times lately, haven't you, brother? Yeah, the, uh, the brewery coming into disrepair was an unfortunate incident, and it's uh, been a little harder to recover from than I expected. Had to fall back on some of your uh, uh, less, less, less craftsman-like skills. <laughs> Uh, listen, I've some got of your some, some of your your baser abilities. I've got some friends who need some help. I've learned I enjoy a good tussle, and it pays. So if it'll get me the brewery back, get us up and running at full strength again, what harm's to be done, eh? Yeah. Well, I tell you guys, uh, Montero is, is not the easiest city to live in these days. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Loyalists and the whites at each other's throats. Nobody knows who to pay anymore for anything. Eighteen different thieves' guilds. Last time I checked, all trying to convince you that they're the one that's going to be the one on the top. It's. Uh, I guess it'd say things are in a little bit of a tumult. So it's, it's nice to have good, reliable fellas like you that uh, can be turned to in a time of need. Well, it seems like you'd be a good source of stability. I appreciate you uh, sitting down oh, with us. Oh, oh, don't don't let any of those nobles hear you talking that way. Can we get you some ale? I think they still have <laughs> some of my beer here. <laughs> I'll uh, order. I'll I'll wave down a server bill. Like, she, three, uh, four, uh, four holder shack ales. On me, on me, Bertie. And you see, Bert, who is the scariest guy you know goes to the bar to uh, to put the order for it. Oh, I guess I should have um, made it five. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> uh, and then she just sort of abruptly turns to Milo and says, so this ghost busting stuff, I mean, how much of it is bullshit? Percentage-wise, would you say? Oh, uh, well, I mean, what's it look like to you? Oh, Milo, answering a question with a question is my favorite technique. <laughs> you seem you seem to know it you seem to know quite a lot about what's going on in the town, quite a lot about us already. Yeah, but it's very important to me that I hear it from you. Well, I mean, I mean to to be completely honest, I I'd expect nothing less. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen quite quite a few suckers in this town, uh, in my uh, own opinion, so... Yeah, but, you know, you've probably seen one or two ghosts, too, I'd imagine. Maybe. Maybe one or the, two. The uh, the dead aren't always known for staying entirely dead around here. Maybe, uh... Maybe one or two, but, uh... And then she's, she really zeroes in, and she says, So, Milo, I'm gonna ask you this a little more directly. On a percentage basis... How full of shit are you? <laughs> I, 
I, I, I look at her in the eye and I, I point up uh -huh. with, my, with my finger. Uh-huh. She glances up. <laughs> she doesn't exactly yeah. take your meaning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, you'd say more than whatever, I guess. It's a little more than that. Just slightly more than that. that that's that, that would be my guess. All right. What what percentage is not full of shit? I mean, maybe that's an easier way to do it. Give me a number, Milo. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Milo, if the next two words <laughs> out of your mouth aren't a number, I'm getting up and I'm walking away from this table and you are going to miss out on something great. 95% full of shit. Milo, that is the answer I was hoping for cause, because 5% is good enough for me. <laughs> Five, I, I mean, if, if you guys are capable of 5% of the things I've heard, then, uh, then you're going to be good fellas to know. And uh, and the at that point, uh, Bert comes back with the the four ales. And she goes, "That one's for you, Bertie." And she walks off. And she goes, uh, "This this is my friend Carl here. He's gonna he I, I want to introduce him to you. He's a real good friend of mine." And uh, who Carl Muller sits down at the table. This is uh, he's human, uh, which is unusual in the Stonecutters Guild. Uh, he is known to be Githrin's kind of right hand man um you know very very savvy very politically able which is why he was able to rise so far in the guild without being um, a dwarf or frankly that great a craftsman right this he's he's much more of a political operator um and he he slides into the booth with you and says uh well Fellas, it's real nice to meet you. He's got a sort of a half-dwarven accent. You know, he's sort of affected a little bit after being in the Stonecutters Guild for so long. Uh, so, um, Githrin seems to think you, you guys are all right, especially for what we, uh, for what we need you for. Uh, just to, uh, to set the ground rules, that's the last time you're ever going to talk to Githrin Stonecutter. Anything you need to say to her goes through me. Anything she needs to say to you comes through me anything i say to you treat it like it's coming straight from her okay all right all right uh, there has been a murder in the cloud sea uh, happened last night it's been kept kind of hush hush not too many people know about it yet but word's gonna get out and uh, a lot of bad things might start happening when it does there are some indications that this murder was, uh, shall we say, supernatural in nature. So uh, we thought we would come to our the, the city's best-known supernatural investigators to take a look into this. Uh, you don't have to apprehend anybody. Don't need to get in a scuffle. We just want you to go. We want you to take a look around. We want you to tell us any insights you might have. Um, I'm he slides a purse across the table. He says, I'm gonna, this is a 40 gold advance. Uh, you're going to need some better clothes if you're going up to the cloud sea. And, uh, you know, you need to look like uh, respectable tradesmen who might be called to a job up at a wealthy noble's house. Uh, that should be enough to cover clothes and expenses. 
Um, go up there, take a look around. Whatever information you can provide us, that's going to be worth 200 gold to you. That's, uh, we, don't, we don't want to incentivize you to make anything up. You don't have to make anything up. Give us your honest opinion. That's 200 gold. If the information you gives us lets us ID the person responsible, that's going to be worth 1,000 gold to you. Darbin just coughs his beer up like <laughs> on the table and, and uh, unable to uh to to keep it together. Uh my uh I'll I'll have a man round to you in the morning uh to uh collect you and, and take you to the spot. Uh, you know, I probably want to get a good night's sleep. Carl. Do we owe Birdie. I mean, Bert, Bert's there with us, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually cut Bert in for 20% of everything we make. Is and this the same? Bert immediately puts his hands up. He's like, no, no, no. Anything you do for the Stonecutters Guild is, uh, uh, is strictly between you and them. We uh, appreciate the uh, support and the, uh, the commerce that they've brought our way and would never step in between a deal between two such as you. Well, all right. Um, I think uh, I could speak for my two friends here and say, uh, I think you've got yourself a deal. All right. And he (laughs) does not shake hands, does not. He's gone. Oh, okay. He's he's out of there like a ghost. You know, conversation's over. He's not one for pleasantries. Bert waits for a second and he goes, so you guys gonna find your own table? Yeah. Um, and I, I reach into the purse and I pull out eight gold and I give it to Bert anyway. What's what's this for? That's twenty percent, man. <laughs> you think I'm gonna risk pissing off Githrin Stonecutter for eight gold? <laughs> Put that back in your pocket and get out of here, Darvin. You crack me up. <laughs> Go. Get out of here. Get out of here, fellas. So he ushers you guys off. Uh, you know, you've got a table. It's it's up in the second floor. It's a little more little more exposed maybe than, uh, than Dirty Burt's nice cozy booth in the back. Uh, but you can definitely have your regular spot up there. Um So at this point, uh, each of you can decide if you want to um, uh, hang around for drinks or uh, head back to your homes. I think Tarbuck would have a couple more beers. Tarbuck's going to stick around for a couple more beers. Despite despite the uh, hardly washed off stink. (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, this is, he needs a few more to drown out the yes, evening. Yes, to, to make his nose stop working so well. Is Milo sticking around or is Milo heading Milo's out? sticking around. This has been a good night. I mean, we, you know, we, <laughs> yeah. we hustled those guys. They gave us way more money than was agreed upon. And then we were attacked and took those guys out. Now we're being offered a ton more money. This is great. All right. And uh, I'm going to take my gold. I'm going to take the bowl. And I say, hey, guys, I'm going to drop the bowl off at our ship. And I'm going to head home. Good night. All right. All right. So Darbin uh, heads out and 
you know, everybody's, uh, you guys each have, we haven't really discussed this, but you know, you guys each have somewhere that you live in the, uh, in gate town and we can flesh those out a little bit more as we go. But, uh, I know where Darbin lives. <laughs> He's got a little, <laughs> so, you know, I guess in New York, they would call them, uh, uh, garden apartments. <laughs> yeah. I think in, uh, in I just watched Parasite. I think they call it a half basement. Here, it's just known right. as a cellar dweller. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Darbin heads heads down to the stairs to his uh, cellar dweller, and uh, and also the people who live in them are sometimes referred to as cellar dwellers as well. Uh, uh, and opens the door. And there is a a very practical uh, elven lady sitting in a rocking chair by the fire, reading a book with her hair pulled back. And then there are two wolf pups playing around the fire around her feet. And as Darbin comes in the door, one of the wolf pups runs up to him and leaps and in the air turns into a six-year-old boy that lands in his arms and says, Daddy, Daddy, you're home, you're home. <laughs> it's good to see you, boy. Uh, I got some good treats tonight. And I, 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 I pull up, I take out the bowl and I, uh, I melt the water and I pull out the wedding ring and I, I, and I look over at um, uh, Shariva and I say, Shariva, we're going to do this thing. Are we going to finally do this thing? And thus ends the first episode of Mountain City Mayhem. Whoa. Wow. Nice. It's actually a dungeon dad. Yeah, exactly. It's actually the, the first, first dungeon, dungeon dad, dad, Gus. Look at you. Daddy Darbin. Yes. Oh, that was awesome, Sam. That was so good, man. All right. Well, I'm yeah, so excited about wait. this. Hopefully all of our subscribe. Well, I would say all of our subscribers and hopefully soon to be subscribers. Be happy with this uh, as well. If you want to know what happens in the next episode, uh, subscribe to our Patreon feed. Um, you can get access to bonus episodes, uh, ad free content. If it wasn't ad free already. And, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> access to yeah, uh, yeah. our premium, our first premium campaign, Mountain City Mayhem. So we've got a lot of fun stuff in store. Uh, I hope everybody comes back and uh, enjoys it with us. Speaking of the Patreon, uh, we spent a lot of time putting this together, but one of the things we focused on was putting some new artwork up there. So if you go to the Patreon, yeah, page, baby. you'll see it. And yeah. we got to say, we worked with Curlines, who is taking more commissions. Somehow he's not all booked up, but it it was a fantastic process to, to work with him and to get this done. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people might be sort of intimidating about getting stuff commissioned because they're like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't know about art and I don't know what to ask for. And, uh, but man, it's really easy. He's super easy to work with, super easy to talk to. And, you know, you just say, well, I'm sort of thinking a little of this, certain thinking a little bit of that. Um, and you know, you're the artist. What do you think? And he gave us so many great sort of sketches and looks and different options. Um, and super psyched with the finished result. You guys look great on that cover. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so weird. It's like, it's like I, it's, he, he took Darbin, he made Darbin what I like, how I imagine him in my head. Um, the, even, even with the gnarly scar on the, on the, on the cheek and everything. It's great. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was what an amazing product. Uh, uh, even with uh, 
Milo, just the, the fact that he is, he gets everything captured in his little face when he's looking at, you know, <laughs> he's looking at what's happening. I'm like, no, that's perfect. Like he's this energetic kind of crazy, what am I doing here character? And it's, uh, <laughs> well, and it's awesome. amazing how like one piece of art like that can just put you in the mood, you yeah. know? Like it's you know you. I think we're drifting off the subject, Sam <laughs> Frank. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, is, I just look at that Caroline picture. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, it can be it can be uh, difficult to uh, construct this whole interrelated fantasy world structure in your head, and sometimes just having one good image to hold on to there to sort of build yeah. your foundation on can really be the seed for a lot of other things. Well, I know for me, as soon as I saw the finished uh, poster and their, you know, their back up against that uh, uh, job announcement board, and like the mountain is in the background, and uh, you know Milo's so small, and now I'm thinking that John Watson is Milo, and he's so small, and like I don't, I don't lose respect from him because he's so small, but but suddenly John seems a lot funnier, like just like a like a funny, silly kind of like not so serious. Uh, uh, person like in real so you're life. saying you're saying artwork can make john funnier <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know i don't know where we're going with this stuff <laughs> no funnier I mean, like smaller like, sillier that's well i mean because like 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 before now he has a real visual in his mind to, yeah. to hang on yeah. to with this yeah. you know and, uh, like no, before before Mr. Blaylock, I, like, I think respect we've you this off much the subject <laughs> Check out the new artwork. Check out Curlines and check uh, out Curlines. If you're looking for art, go that yeah. way. The uh, the links and everything for his stuff will be in the show notes. So definitely check him out. Um, and, and at your table, I'm, I swear to God, if you commission something like this, you have your friends come over. You just you don't keep that poster up all the time. You print it up and you put it up just as your friends come for the for the for their game night. Oh my God! Could you just even imagine? <laughs> you can imagine having like, suddenly all of your characters that you have been uh, spending years and years and years with. It's like up there. It's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> cool. Well, on that note, shall we say good night, fellas? Good night, audience. It's been a pleasure. Uh, can I do a toodaloo? Yeah. I mean, I know it's a different campaign, but I really want to do a toodaloo. Sure, do a toodaloo. Toodaloo, everybody. <laughs> and I'll just say, have a good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. Yes. This better not come out in the morning. Ooh.